the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Brown. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Matt Browning, and we are going to talk about continuing the conversation on time ownership or time management. I'm here with our producer, Jeremy, and the guy who is the linchpin for the office. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. Awesome. I, I do want to say, your hair looks good today. Does it? Yeah. It's, it's been in a hat all yeah. day, but yeah. Now, but how do you do that? I wish you guys could see this right now, unless you're watching live, but like... Uh, the hair is like it's forward, but then like the front is is popping up back. It looks it looks like you made it that way. You just woke up like this. Man, <laughs> I wish I could wake up with that kind of style. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I wake up looking like this. Uh, so. Thanks for joining me on, uh, on if you're streaming this or if you downloaded it. Um, on Monday, earlier this week, we uh, dropped a bonus episode that I recorded a few months back. I think it was actually around Christmas time. It was a Facebook Live, and I was talking about time management, and I talked about a few different concepts. Uh, in the bonus episode, um, I, I went into how do we manage our time compartmentalizing things in our life as an entrepreneur? How do you make priorities of one thing versus another? How do you make priorities around people? Because that's kind of a tough thing to do. Um, and then how to not take on someone else's urgencies, essentially how to walk into your day and into your week with your own plan. So if that is interesting, uh, make sure if you haven't already listened to the bonus episode that's just before this, so it's episode 18, uh, came out Monday. Today, we're going to go a little more in depth and I'm going to talk about, um, really, I'm going to break down my overall system that I use. And I've learned, I learned this from, uh, from all different people, from the Dale Carnegie's to Brian Tracy's, uh, Tony Robbins has done some really great work with time management. So I've, I've, I've been learning a lot over the years and been implementing this, this thinking for the last 15 years. And it's not so much just a thing to do. It's really changing the way we think about organizing time and about how you run a day, a week, a year, and ultimately our entire life. So I'm going to break down the overall system I use. I'm going to show you how to throw out your to-do list. That's going to happen in today's episode. Jeremy, you have a to-do list, right? I do. Would you like to throw out your to-do list? I'd love to. Dude, we're going to do that. I'm doing it. In fact, by the end of this podcast episode, you will have thrown it out. Don't worry. You'll still, you're not going to get rid of the action items, but you're going to not have a to-do list anymore, and you're going to learn how to work on outcomes and and, and get things scheduled in, and, and you'll find that you get more accomplished, and you'll do less ultimately. It's really interesting. You'll get more accomplished by doing the things that matter. Uh, and you'll end up doing less but feel more fulfilled at the end of the day and end of the week. Uh, it's a really interesting process to go through, but that's what this week's going to be about. I hope this, if this resonates with you, listen in, sit down, get comfy, and let's get into how to plan your week and how to plan your life. The process of taking back control of your time is actually pretty darn simple, but it does take a huge shift in thinking. So... Jeremy, you've been hearing me talk about this or even using this in different ways uh, in, in management and, uh, and working around the office and everything. Um, but I want to explain to everyone like how this change in thinking works. So the first piece, it's not about how you organize your day. It's not about how, how you organize your week. It's not even about, you know, what do you do in the first 15 minutes of your morning and, and the first hour. And I feel like as good as those ideas are, a lot of times people are left with 
you know, feeling like they're failures because after three days they no longer meditate for 15 minutes and then pray and then read this and then journal and then talk about gratitude. And then, you know, like there's all these things we're supposed, oh, we're supposed to exercise and stretch and breathe and go for a walk. And after you spend three hours doing all these rituals, um, you feel like you're falling behind in the day and in life. So what we have to do with time is, is shift the thinking. And the major shift is from task-oriented thinking into outcome-oriented thinking. And here's what I mean. Task-oriented thinking is here's all the things I need to do in my life, right? These are things I have to take care of. Uh, I have to go grocery shopping. I got to go pick up new running shoes. I need to drop my kid off at school. I need to send these two emails. I need to call back that sales client. I need to record a podcast. Whatever it is, these are the tasks that I feel like I have to do today. Or maybe I have to do this week. Outcome-oriented thinking is about chunking up or getting a little more general or a little bigger picture and and saying, okay, what do I really want to do right now? You know what I want to do? I want to make major progress in the the creation and distribution of our new podcast. Um, I want to I make a huge impact in my physical health and, and my physiology, right? So I want to like make my body better. And when you start thinking in outcomes, the cool thing is there's a lot of tasks that you could do that would make that outcome happen. And what I'll find is sometimes, and again, I'm just talking big picture first, um, I'll find sometimes that some of the tasks that I thought I had to do, turns out if I really want a particular outcome, I don't even have to do those tasks anymore. So I, what's funny is most people run through life with a to-do list. They got this, this piece of paper in front of them of everything they have to do, and that's kind of what rules their entire life. And if it makes it on the list, then they get to do it. Or at the very minimum, they spend most of their time transferring to-do lists into new to-do lists, right? You got your to-do list and then you scratch off the things you have. Have you ever done this before? Um, Some of you guys are like compulsive list makers. So you'll make these lists and then you get to the end of the list and then it's a sad but exciting day that you have five items that didn't make it. So you make a new list and transfer the five items over, then add the new ones for the next day. Um, And have you you ever done this? You, you You finished a few tasks that weren't on your list and then you add them to your list. Yeah, Yeah, you've done that? Yeah. Just so you can cross them off and and feel good about it. Um, (laughs) And it's such a funny thing that that's what we do, right? I believe we do that because we're in desperate desire of achieving real progress, right? Um, Tony Robbins used to say, don't don't misunderstand movement for progress, right? Because I could take this piece of paper, this pad from my desk and move it from here to here. I could clean up my desk and move things around, and it'll feel like progress. But the truth is, it might just be me doing stuff. So one of the fastest ways to feel like we've fulfilled and take, and done something good is, uh, is to clean up our desk or to rearrange something. Heck, I do it in the office all the time. I come in and go, oh, I got to fix this, and all of a sudden I, I move this display around and I move these books. I'm like, oh, I feel like I really pro- progressed and did something. But the truth is, I didn't make any major progress on outcomes. I didn't move anything forward, right? I didn't achieve anything. I just did something that made me feel better. So again, the big change is we want to go from task thinking to outcome thinking. So here's how you do outcome thinking. And I'm going to go through in a moment. One of the things we're going to do is I'm going to go through the four major steps of, uh, of my own system. So let's talk about own for a second. So the system I use, I, I dub own because you're going to own your time and own your life. Right? You're taking ownership back of your time. That's why I call it time ownership, not time management. 
Um, I don't like to be managed, but I like to own it. So own is O-W-N. O stands for outcome. So the first major chunk is what are your outcomes that you desire for this day and this week? And then you're going to be achieving the outcomes versus just trying to get tasks done. The W stands for why. And this is what it's so funny. A lot of us, uh, I guess it's not really funny. It's ironic. Um, we, we desire like deep meaning, but we'll find ourselves doing the entire day. And have you ever thought at the end of the day, man, where did the day go? Like, what is this? And if you have enough of those days in a row, you start going, dude, where did my week go? Where did this year go? And all of a sudden you're in, you know, your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever it is. And you're starting to have enough years that go like that. And you go, where did my life go? And to say, where did my life go? Or even to, you know, for today, where did this week even go? Where did, it's already Christmas again. Are you kidding me? That comes from having enough days in a row that the day owns us. That we're living our life trying to do tasks and we're not really achieving any outcomes. You can, you know, if you have children, it's like you can spend time with your kids. You can probably spend way more time than any other parent. But honestly, at the end of the week, do you feel like you had an outcome achieved with your child? You know, did you get that magic moment that you know you wanted to? Did you help them and teach something new, like a new skill set? Or, or, or did you have, you know, th- th- those loving moments where they just, you had deep, special quality time? And if you're like me, and I, you know, I'm a parent, you know, I have a seven-year-old son, I can go through the week and spend a ton of time with Val. And at the end of the week, still, you know, if I don't manage it right, if I don't own it right, I can still feel like... I didn't really accomplish anything with him. We just, it was picking up from school and it was do some homework and it was read a book and it was make some food and play a game. And, and it was just sort of living life, right? So we want to get out of, out of that just living life in a ritual way and getting into carving out massive, important outcomes. So O is outcome. W is why. The biggest question is if you have an outcome, why do you want it? What is your purpose for this? And, and, and I'll talk more about that in a second. And the last part of own is N, which is what do I do now, right? So the N is for now. So this is about your massive action plan. What is my action plan to accomplish this outcome that I'm so driven to accomplish? So if that makes sense, we're going to get into the actual steps for it, okay? Um, Jeremy, is this making sense? Am I all over the place or are you following on that? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Um, you're kind of my, uh, my barometer here because I know that you have a huge to-do list with everything I dump on you. So I want to make sure that at the end of this episode, you can, you can take what I taught right now and apply it tomorrow. Definitely. Maybe even tonight. Okay. So step number one for outcome. Before you start getting outcomes... Step number one is what I call a brain dump. So if you're if you're driving, just remember this. If you're sitting somewhere, you might want to take notes. It's a good little teaching segment. Um, brain dump. That's where you take a blank piece of paper and you dump everything on your brain that you think you have to do. Everything you have to do, everything you want to do, everything you feel like you should do but haven't done in a while. If you haven't been to the gym in a while and you know you want to, write down, go work out at the gym. Go research gyms. Go get a gym membership. Go get uh, gym clothes, right? Maybe you don't have, you know, you don't have that going because you haven't been for a while. Um, you want to get healthy again, so you you write down, "I'm going to go shopping and, and get a bunch of good food for my body." And but you might just write it down like, "I got to go grocery shopping." Does that make sense? This is how we think. So you write down all the, the even the ticky tacky things. You know, I got to do laundry, so write down laundry, write down pick up kid from school, write down vacuum, uh, clean the toilets, all that stuff. If you're in, and you can also do personal and business together, by the way. So just jot just everything in a big, fat, nasty brain dump. That, unfortunately, is 
most people's first and last step for time ownership. That's what they call their to-do list. They just brain dump everything they have to do, and then they, they hurriedly try to run around accomplishing all these insane tasks and cross them off as they get them done. And you'd be lucky at the end of the day to get a few of them crossed off. Um, so for us, that's going to be our new first step. Okay, And it's great, by the way. I don't know how your, your week is set up, but it's great to take maybe like a Sunday night. Maybe take an hour just to do this one time. Take an hour. Sunday night. Um, I don't like doing it Monday morning because you're already – like you're already starting your week, right? So if you can do it like Friday, Saturday, Sunday to plan for the next week, it's really, really beneficial. And, and you got to plan this, carve out an hour. Say, okay, it's Sunday from eight o'clock to nine o'clock. Um, I know I want to watch TV or I want to spend time with my family. Well, do that. Spend, you know, spend the time first. And then before you're going to bed, when you're still awake, take 60 minutes. For the first time, it might take you about an hour to do this. The more you do it, the faster it'll become. To, and this will plan your entire week. So step one is to brain dump and get your to-do list out there. Step number two, what you're going to find when you, when you brain dump is you might notice that a lot of tasks connect to each other. Um, so it might be, you know, you go grocery shopping. Well, if I want to be healthy, grocery shopping might be, I want to take some time and go to the store and find some, some good food to cook for the week, right? And, but then I also need to go buy my running shoes. And I wanted to go Google and research the three different gyms and make a decision on which gym I want to join this coming week. And maybe that's – so there, that's three different tasks. And then I have to work out one time. That's four tasks. But the truth is I would actually put like an A next to all those. And that signifies that they all chunk together or you can group them together. And why do they group together? You're going to group tasks together based on categories in life and outcomes you want to achieve. So let me back up a second. What's the point of doing tasks? What's the point of taking care of our lives? Well, there's a few different categories in life. And if you're like me, you probably want to feel fulfillment in all those categories, right? So I, I, I got spirituality. I have um, personal development or personal fitness, uh, emotional fitness. Um, I have physiology. So my physical body, how does my physical body feel? I have my intimate relationship, my marriage with Lola. Um, I have uh, friends and family, and that's um, I guess my son and, and my parents and my sister and friends of mine and, and all that, that's, you know, that's a big category or chunk of life. What else am I missing? Career, right? Your business. And if you run a business, you might have a couple of different categories within that space. But for most of us, career or business might represent one category in life. And I'm missing one. What am I missing? I got emotional, spiritual, relationship, relationships. Right. Physical health and career. No, that's yeah, it. Okay, that's so that's it. six. Um, so those are the six categories in life or the wheel of life. And in a perfect week, if there was such a thing, in a perfect week, what I would do is I would have one to two significant outcomes I want to achieve in each category in life. And, and that's the lens I look at it through. So in seven days, I might be able to achieve, I don't know, nine, 12, 15, I mean, significant outcomes. And it, for me, an outcome is something like, I want to make major progress on my physical health, right? So to do that, maybe I'm going to start this new diet, or maybe I'm going to do this cleanse, or um, I'm going to get rid of my junk food and, and do something different. Or it's, it's, hey, if you're already in the flow of things, an outcome of that might be, you know what, if I work out three times this week, I know I'm making major progress. So get that this, it's not a task of, I'm going to go to the gym three times, it's the outcome of, I want to make major progress and feel even healthier than I did last week. That's the outcome. 
If you start with an outcome in mind, you can then ask yourself the question, how do I achieve that outcome? And here's the coolest part. If you ask it this way, you might find that the answer will shock you. The answer might not be go work out three times. It might be, oh, you know what I should do? Gosh, I've actually been feeling kind of tight lately. So to take care of my physical body and make major progress on how I feel, maybe I'm going to work out once on Friday and I should probably schedule a massage and, and get that, right? Or maybe I should do this stretching yoga class that I haven't done in a long time. You know what? Honestly, I've been feeling tight. So let me do that on Tuesday and then maybe I'll go to the gym and work out on Friday. So if you follow me on this as one of these examples, so, and I'm talking to you, Jeremy, follow me on this. So rather than just saying, oh, I got I to gotta work out because I'm, I'm trying to stay in shape and just following the task of going to the gym three times, you stop, you chunk up and say, what's my outcome? And you want to make major progress and feel better. And when you say that's what I want, now the question is, well, how do I accomplish that? And you might decide, well, I, I need to stretch more. I need to get a massage. You know what? I should spend some time and go to the food, go to the store and start doing some meal prep. That's going to help me a lot with this. In fact, it'll help me a lot more than just lifting weights two more times. So oftentimes our task will change based on our outcome. Okay, so that's why we start outcome first. Um, so chunk your, chunk your different tasks into potential outcomes. But you also want to come at it from the other side and you look at each category in life and think, what's an outcome that I have if I want to make, if I want to move this category of life forward and do better in it? I want to experience more fulfillment. I want to have more uh, deeper results. Because here's the truth. There's a lot of stuff we got to do, all sorts of things we have to do. But when I think about my son in the category of life, right, and family, I, I never think, oh, I got I, I to gotta finish this. I got to make mac and cheese. I got to... Like, that'll be part of it. But if my outcome, what's an outcome for a kid? In fact, what would you think? Like, you're not a parent yet. Right. Pretty far from it, I hope. Yeah. Right? But if you, uh, Jeremy, if you wanted to, like, for me, you see me as, as a dad, what would my outcome be for Val rather than just take care of him and do stuff? Well, what's a deep, uh, important outcome? I mean, just the quality time. Like, so, and, that, and that's chunked up. But mm -hmm. I mean, what are you looking for? Like, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, quality time. Um, yes, I mean something memorable. Whether it's like you said, playing a game with him. Um, yeah, outcome is. Yeah, to, to share to share a moment like an experience, you know, a laugh. And you got it right. Yeah. So maybe one. No, you got it. So maybe one of my outcomes is um, I want to create a quality moment with Val. Right. I want to deepen our relationship. Now, another outcome might be, you know what, this week, I feel like based on where he is in school and what he's doing with reading, I'd really love to help my son like make a major accomplishment in, um, in growing in his, in his math skills. Now, if that's one of my outcomes, then I'm going to look at the, the, at the chunks of things I have to do differently. Do you think, let, let's take math, that's a good example. So I want to help Val in his math and really make a major push forward in, in his learning and his abilities. So now I think, okay, what am I going to do throughout the week to accomplish that outcome? And what's funny is I'll pick him up and maybe I'm going to make some food. But instead of just making food, I'm going to have him help me. We end up like counting up and, and we're learning multiplication while I'm looking at macro, you know, dry macaronis. Um, I start baking something and say, well, come on over here. Let me show you how this works. And now we're doing math with fractions because we're cutting pie. You know? right. So everything I do is filtered through my outcome of helping him increase in math. So I'll start to do that more, right? We're play, I mean, literally I can sit in his room and play with Transformers because it's so awesome. He loves Transformers, just like dad. Mm -hmm. I got mine from the 80s. He's got his from the 2010s. It's amazing. 
but we can bust out the transformers and instead of just playing we might like it because my mind is saying i want to help with him in math now i don't know like you know i'll i'll say okay well you get let's get let's get three rows of three guys how many guys is that and all of a sudden we're just doing little things right oh that's nine and and he's learning multiplication he's learning addition subtraction and it's just like your brain your unconscious mind will start to look for ways to fulfill your outcomes when you know what they are so that's the whole key um, you'll still do the things you need to do, but you'll be thinking in terms of outcomes. Hope that hope that's making sense. Um, I know I'm all over the po- all over the board a little bit with this, um, but let's go back and say own is again outcome, purpose of why you're doing it, and then what do you do now? So you start with outcome oriented. Step one is brain dump to get your to do list. Step two is chunk those out uh, uh, those those to dos into groupings that are connected to each other. And then you're going to look at those and say, does, does this grouping relate to an outcome I want, right? Does the new shoes and the food and, and the gym membership and, uh, and the working out, does that all relate to making major progress in my physical body? Absolutely. So what you do now is I look at my next week and say, you know what, one of my outcomes is going to be major progress in my physical body. Maybe I'm going to set that up for mostly on Wednesday, and I'll talk about scheduling in a second. But then when you look at the outcome, as I already mentioned, some other things might come in. You might now look at this, you might look at these four or five items that are your to-do list. And you go, well, if my outcome is major progress, maybe I don't need to go to the gym those other two times. You cross that off. So literally some of the things on your to-do list do not need to be there. Once you start thinking in outcomes, you will end up finding that you probably cut 30% of your to-do list at least. The cool thing though is you'll probably have some things add on. Like I I gave the example of a massage or a stretching yoga class. Maybe that wasn't on your to-do list. But once you think in outcomes, the reality is to get this outcome, I should probably do something different like the yoga. And then you add that on. So if you follow me on this, once you're in outcomes, some things on your to-do list will actually get scratched off because they don't fit in the outcomes. And then some things will make their way back on the to-do list that weren't on there previously because they're going to support your major outcome. Okay. So that's how that works. Step three is the why part. And this is where you answer the the deep, important question, why do I want this? Why does this matter? And I got to say, like, humans, we we are driven by emotion, you know, so much. And if you're driven by emotion, like every human, it's so important that we care. It's so important that we connect to passion, to to what's important to us, right? To to love, to excitement, to, to a thrill even. So if I look at like, oh, I got to go, I got to go to the grocery store. I got to clean the house. I got to vacuum. Like even, you know, being a stay-at-home parent or a a stay-at-home spouse, partner or whatever, it's easy in that position. What I've seen is it's easy to devalue oneself because it's like, well, I'm not out there making money. Come on. I'm cleaning toilets. I'm vacuuming. I'm cleaning up after people. I'm doing dishes. What's so important about that? Well, if you're thinking in task oriented, I get it. Like it, 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 that might be hard. You're like, I just got to do all these things and I don't want to do all these things. But what I would do is I would take those pieces and I would group it together. So I'd say, well, let's see, vacuuming and toilets and doing the dishes. I would put that in one group and say, okay, well, what does that chunk up to? What's the outcome? Well, maybe I want to make a major contribution to my home and my family. I want to make people feel loved, have a safe, clean, amazing place to live. Like I want, you know, I want my family to feel just outstanding uh, and feel creative when they're in this space at home and things like that, whatever's important to you. But you make that as an outcome and then you answer the question, why? Why? Well, someone's got to clean the toilet. That's a terrible why, right? Why? Well, because, you know, because no one else does the dang dishes. 
what if your why instead was, so why do I why do I want to to take care of the home and keep it clean and, and safe? Because I love my family. Because they're so important to me. Because I love myself. Because I feel better and more creative. I, I, and I feel I feel less depressed. Right when when I look around, and I see I see my environment is 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 positive and it's clean and, and um, you know it's an enjoyable place to be. Um, why do I want that? Because I deserve that. Why do I want that? Because I want to be an example. I want people to to come see my house and I want them to come over and enjoy themselves and and I want to inspire people that you can you know you don't have to be like an anal clean freak, but you can live in a really nice place that, uh, that that you get to take care of your things. Why? Because if I care about me, I care about the things around me, right? I care. I want to make my bed, not, not because I have to make my bed, but I want to do it because, you know what, I want to do all things excellent in my life and I want to show up for the little things. And notice I went on this kind of rant. That's called a passion rant. <laughs> if you can get yourself like passionate about, about the little things of big things, answer the question, this is my outcome, but why does it matter? Why does it really matter? And and ideally, I'll tell you this right now, if you can get the people in your life connected to it, right? Why do I want to why do I want to take care of my body? Right? Or I could say, why? Are you kidding me? It's the only body I got, right? I'm living right now, but you know, I want to live for a really long time. Why do I want to do this? Why do I need to and again, it's not why do I need to go to the gym? Why do I need to go to the grocery store? Why do I need to buy running shoes? That's not what it is. It's why do I need to make major progress and, and get myself to an even healthier level right now? Why do I have to do that? Because I want to be around to see my great grandchildren, right? I want to go like I want to go climb Mount Whitney with four generations, and I love my dad, but I don't know if he's going to be there for that when the fourth generation comes. So I'm going to have to be that guy, and I want to be the great grandfather, right? That does that um, because I like I I want to I want to be able to pick up my grandkids and run around with them. I still want to run around with my son. I want to be a great example to him. I don't want him to, to grow up and hit 30 and think, oh, yeah, my dad was always so busy, never had time to work out, so I don't really have time to work out. No, I want him to know that, that, that taking care of your physical body is such an important element, right? So I want to be an inspiration to him. Um, I want to stay strong. I want to have a lot of energy because like, I'm so creative, but, I, but if I'm sluggish and I'm not feeling good physically, I'm not creative. So these are the kinds of things. That's an example of this passion rant where when I personally, I'm just doing off the cuff, obviously, as you might be able to tell, but as I think about the outcome of why I want to accomplish something or, or why this outcome is important this week, I want to good, so get yourself into a rant. And if you don't know what to say, be weird. Just say it on your own. Be alone. Stand up maybe. It's probably better if you just stand up. Um, and just start with the phrase, why is this important? Say, well, I need to do this because blank. And just say the words and let your unconscious mind fill in the blank and give you the why, give you the purpose behind it. The If you heard nothing else this entire episode, if, 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 uh, if, I don't know, if you zoned out and, and whatever's going on, zone back in right now. Listen to this one thing. If nothing else you do, you don't do any of these things with time ownership or time management. If all you do is get some deep purpose and why into why you're doing what you do in the week. If you just did that, I promise you, you will do less of the unimportant things. You'll do more of the really important things that really benefit you and, and put you in the place where you want to be. Um, and you're going to feel much more uh, deeply fulfilled every single week. Okay, So that's the why. Don't skip this step. Don't skip it. That's number two. Okay, So the O, outcome. W is why. The last part is an N, so now. So that's the question of what do I do now? This is your action plan for the week. And this is what I like to do. So this is the first time you pull out your schedule. 
and I look at my schedule for seven days, okay? And every day, consider it like this. Every day you could realistically have one to two major outcomes. Maybe you could fit a third one depending on the day, but you're going to have maybe one to two major outcomes. When you first start doing this, that's probably all you're going to fit. And because one major outcome might be a three-hour outcome. So if I'm talking about the, um, um, the stay-at-home um, uh, stay at home spouse or stay at, um, what was the other one? Oh, stay at home parent. You know, one of your outcomes might be, okay, so I want to make major progress on having a peaceful, clean home. And here's what's neat. To do that as an outcome, that might take realistically two chunks. And this is what you should do. So rather than every day looking at the house and thinking, oh, I still got a vacuum. Oh, I got to, oh, I got to clean. You're going to do little bits of cleaning. You're going to, you know, counters and just little things as you go when you're making food and things like that. But I would only really do maybe two outcomes a week. So maybe on Monday, you schedule a three-hour chunk or a two-hour chunk, whatever it is. And in two hours, you go, okay, from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, that's my time to make major progress on the home. And then you look around and go, okay, and it's just like showing up to work. You show up for the outcome. And you go, okay, let's get to work. And, you, you know, I'll crank out and do the dishes. That took me 20 minutes. Now what? Oh, let me grab the vacuum, do all the vacuuming. Okay, what else? Oh, let me clean up and get all the clothes away from this and put them on the laundry and then get them starting washing. What else? And you'd be shocked when you take 60 minutes or an hour, you take two hours or even three hours to really just focus in on one outcome, you will be shocked at how much you can accomplish. And the funny thing is, then you're done. Come 12 o'clock, you go, okay, great. And look, there's other things in life. The reason you only put two outcomes in a day on average and this may be, you know, 10 to 2, you have an, uh, an outcome. And then maybe it's like 4 to 6, you have another outcome or something. In between, you have silly things like getting dressed, showering, not in that order, probably showering, then getting dressed. You have uh, shaving and you have trips to the bathroom throughout the day. And you have eating and unexpected calls and text messages and, and little things. And then you know, I go, go pick up Al from school and then I need to do this. And then so there's a lot of that stuff that happens just in between that is not going to be accounted for. So when you think in outcomes, what you do is you minimize how many of those things control your day. Because no matter what, if all you did was accomplish one or two of those major outcomes for the day, I promise you, you'll rest your head in the pillow that night feeling fulfilled and feeling like you made some major progress. And that's what makes us feel good. Aristotle said man is a goal-seeking animal. It means we are fulfilled when we're seeking our goals, when we're making progress. That is why when people get to the top of the hill, whatever that hill is, you know, with money or they win the lottery or something, retirement, you know, the, the, the average uh, lifespan after retirement traditionally is not very long. It's only a couple of years. And to me, the reason is, is you're, you're always driving for something. You're making progress. You're working towards goals. And then all of a sudden, I don't have any goals. Time to enjoy my life. What we missed was so much of enjoying life was accomplishing things that are important. And it's not about trying to quit doing important things or trying to do less things. It's about working and spending our time with the things that are important to us, to the world, to the people around us, and doing less of the things that ultimately are not important and don't help us at all. So focus on one or two outcomes in a day. And when I look at my weekly schedule, if you haven't done this, I would print out a one-week schedule. Don't do it on your phone and yet. You can, you can use your phone later once you get used to it or your tablet or whatever. Um, but print out a week-long schedule with, you know, I like to do mine Monday on the left, Sunday on the right. Okay, so my weeks, I always set up uh, Monday through Sunday. 
because I feel like Monday morning is the start of my week. So whatever the start of your week is, set yourself up that way. If you, you know, if you're an ER nurse and your start of your week is Friday and you usually work Friday through Monday and then you have days off, then start your week Friday. But you, I mean, you can go to you know timeanddate.com or something, um, and and just pick whatever calendar you want with whatever starting day you want, and you can customize it, make a PDF, and then just print it out. So I would do that. And then as you look at your week, so I'll look at Monday through Sunday and go, okay, I want to fit in really pushing and taking uh, uh, major progress for my physical body. And maybe I need to do that. I need to work on that outcome maybe three times this week. So what days do I want to do that? Maybe I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it Monday afternoon. I'll do it Wednesday morning. And then I can do it again Friday morning. Okay, that's going to fit. And then there's other things. I look at my relationship. And here's what's great. You, don't, you can actually put first things first when you think about outcomes. So if you, if you do it the old way, you won't be able to fit in the important things. And this is something I've been guilty of uh, over the course of time in our marriage. And we've had, a, Lola and I have had a lot of talks about this. I've been guilty of fitting, trying to fit my wife in around my schedule. Because in my faulty thinking, hear me out, my faulty thinking, I thought, well, time with my wife is ultimately flexible. We can do that whenever we want. But this one client was only scheduled here or that seminar I have to go to is only this date and time, right? So I would, I would look at the scheduled stuff first and then fit in the important things later. And I know that sounds asinine to say it out loud right now, right? And you're like nodding at me like, yeah. But somehow it's logical at the same time because you take the most flexible things and schedule them later. With own, with time ownership, what you want to do is schedule the most important things first. So I look at my week and I go, okay, I want to deepen, like, I, I want to deepen my love, my relationship with my wife at, at an unprecedented level this week. And that's my, oh, by the way, that's the name of my outcome, right? The outcome isn't time with wife. See, and I, I learned this part from Tony Robbins. He, you know, he says, name the things, things that, that juice you and get you excited, right? Name something, something that's passionate. So don't name the outcome, work on physical health. Name the outcome, major progress on my physical, like, energetic, uh, I was going to say energetic, uh, energetic levels or my physical energy and vitality. So what if you got to, like, play with your physical energy and vitality? Would that be a little more inspiring than work on my physical fitness, you know? So play with the names of things. So maybe, you know, you say, I want to, um, I want to deepen my love and connection with a goddess that's my wife. And doesn't that make you spend more time with her? Now, you can't do it. I'm only going to spend time with her, but right? But you do that with whoever you love and care about. So now that's my outcome. So I look at my calendar and go, okay, what's the best day? Where should I plan this? And maybe there are some scheduled things that are already that I know are happening in the week, and that's fine. But because that's the case, um, I can instead, I can say, well, I know I have the Wednesday thing here, and I know I have Tuesday coaching. So there's a few things to work around, but I have plenty of spare time in there, tons of days and times. So I go, okay, so where should I, where should I do this date time? So, and maybe it's not just a date, right? Maybe it's, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to spend time and we're going we're gonna to talk and we're going to have some deep conversation. Maybe we have passionate, special, you know, mommy, daddy time. Maybe we go out on a, on a date and, and, you know, go to dinner and a movie or make a surprise or do a few things and ask yourself, how often do I want to do this realistically? A couple times a week, three times a week, once, if you've never been doing it at all, once a week. If you've learned to ignore each other and feel resentful, maybe try it once a week. If you're new in a relationship, you're probably going to do it eight times a week, you know, and that's fine. That's what the Beatles saying that, you know, eight days a week. Man, that was funnier in my head. So 
But you get the idea, right? So we, we scheduled that in. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> so I'm going to put um, date night with Lola on Thursday. And that's a whole chunk from like 6 o'clock to like 9 o'clock or something. That's time that we're going to deepen our love and commitment with each other. And then maybe another time on uh, on Tuesday morning, we're going to spend some time in the morning before all the coaching and work starts. And that'll be from like, you know, 8.30 to 10. And we'll spend some time together in prayer and, and, and talking and having fun. Um, so that's a little bit of what that would look like. It's all about, if you looked at my week, it would be um, on Monday, maybe there's one big chunk that's one, two, or three hours long. And then maybe later in the day, there's another chunk. And the cool thing is your day, you have the morning time, the whole afternoon time, you got evening, you got late night. So there's actually quite a lot of areas in a day to fit chunks of stuff. If you work a full-time job, obviously that's going to take up a lot of your time. So you could look at, you know, seven, seven nights a week, the evenings after work and say, these are seven different outcome chunks that I could put. So maybe you decide to use two of them out of seven for physical fitness. You use one of them for your intimate relationship. You use one of them for your, for your child or your family, right? And again, it's not that you don't see your kid maybe different, you know, all throughout the week, but that one time was like, man, how special is it when I go to Val and say, Hey, Friday night, buddy, it's me and you, we're going to go here. We're going to do this thing. Hey, Saturday morning, we're going for a hike. And this is going to be a thing that we go and do. And this is an outcome of deepening my love and connection with my son. Or it's the outcome of really helping him progress in, in his education. Um, so that's how you set up different things. I hope this is making sense and get, um, getting the idea of how to do that. Um, but that is step four is the schedule, right? If you can dream it, it's possible, right? If you can, if you can envision it, it starts to feel real. But if you schedule it, it is real. That's the difference. Once you schedule it, that's when something happens, okay? So schedule your outcomes, and then, you know what? Come hell or high water, when the time comes, do what it takes to make that happen. Do it, you know, don't treat it like any other appointment. If you had someone sitting in an office waiting for you because you said you'd be there at 10 o'clock, and would you let them sit and wait for two hours and not show up and go, oh, I don't feel like it right now. You know what, I could do it a little late. You wouldn't push it, oh, can I come in at two? No. You'd say, I got to get dressed. I got to be there at 10. So treat your outcomes the same as a very important appointment. If you said to yourself and you scheduled and committed that, that Monday at 10 o'clock, this is what you're doing. You're working on the house and making that amazing. Then come 10 o'clock, drop what the heck else you were doing. Put the book down, put the iPad down, put the candy crush down, whatever it is. Stand up and go do the things that you said you would do and set that outcome out. In the beginning, you might want to consider just getting one outcome a day on average, right? So trying to get seven outcomes in a week. If you just, and, and you're going to do a bunch of other stuff in between, but the better you get at this, the more outcomes you can fit in one day to the point where, you know, some days, not every day, but some days I'll fit, you know, four or five outcomes into one day. And, and uh, you know, I've shared my life with you, you know, you, you know how, how many things I'm doing between leading the church and, and running the business and, and being the main marketer in sales and going on the road speaking, running workshops, um, being a full-time dad, being a full-time husband, tr wanting to still be a rock climber and want to take care of my physical body and all that stuff. There's so many different things that, you know, a, an average day might be, I spend two hours in the morning um, with, with God and with my wife and we have connection time. And then I go and I have coaching chunks from 10 to 12 and then from two to four. And I coach all these elite clients that are private clients of mine. And in between there, I'm going to um, work on food and do some stretching. And I do some physical body stuff. And I go back and do some more clients. And then I go pick up Val from school and I have a bunch of fun time. And we spend uh, a chunk of time in the early evening afternoon. 
And then nighttime, I might go see someone or might invite some people over from church and do some discipling and, you know, sit with some of the, maybe some of the young men and we'll talk through, um, you know, just being there for people. And all of those things are outcomes. So one day might be a very busy day and I'll do chunk, 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 but always thinking outcomes, always thinking chunks of, of outcome. Never forsake the why and the purpose of why we're doing it in the first place. And then ultimately schedule the outcomes. Oh, and the last thing is this. When you schedule your outcomes on your calendar, you do want to break down the outcomes into action steps. So what are the specific actionable steps I have to do? So if my outcome is major progress in my physical energy, and that's scheduled on, on Monday, well, I probably inside my calendar. So maybe I make a big square you know, on the calendar where it says outcome is this. Under the outcome, um, you could write, you know, so grocery shopping, clean the cupboard of junk food, and uh, schedule my yoga class for later in the week. And maybe those are the things you're going to do during that outcome. And then the next time you do physical fitness, then the next outcome is um, work out and then come home, make a healthy dinner and, and stretch or something. And that's what that, that outcome is about. So make sure you put the actual tasks themselves in there. All right. Um, I think that's it. Um, for own, that is outcome, why, and what do we do now? That's, yeah, I guess that's my talk on, on time ownership. Hope it helped. So that was my, uh, that was my time ownership. Jeremy, what'd you think? Thought it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just kind of talking what we were talking in between it was, I mean, mainly just so many people fall into just setting the outcomes and just living just by task by task and then mm-hmm. feeling in a state of overwhelm all the time right. and feeling like they're not really reaching what it is that they want right? because it's not their true outcome. That's a, you It's know, task. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't talk about that that much, uh, but overwhelm is something that when you're living task-oriented, it's so yeah. easy to feel overwhelmed because you always have too much to do and too little time to do it, mm. right? You ever feel like that? Yeah, definitely, because then you're, you're just so much into the details rather than the chunked up of overall what you're trying to accomplish, you know? Right. Yeah. So, somebody, yeah, it's super useful. Awesome. I love it. Well, again, I hope, I hope it was useful for you uh, listening and uh, try it on and let me know what you think. Um, feel free, man. I'm on social media all the time. So, go over to facebook.com forward slash Matt Browning. You can find me on Facebook. Same thing for Instagram, same thing for Twitter. Um, go tweet me, Instagram me, or uh, DM me, or whatever. Uh, put some comments. Uh, let me know what you think on it. I, I would love that. If you have any questions about time management, time ownership, let me know. Um, ask over there, and I'd be happy to answer any of them. Um, if you have any ideas for future episodes or you want a, a different angle of this, man, I'd love to get into that as well. So this is something I'm really passionate about and, and I really love. Um, I was starting to say, quick little order of business, we are uh, moving forward on a plan to start shifting this podcast a little bit. And one of the things it's going to look like is I, I play with it back and forth quite a bit. I've been listening to you. I've been talking to a lot of different people about how to do this, and I'm excited. Um, I don't have any... F- uh, specific announcement yet for an actual date for change, but it will be coming very soon. Um, the shift is going to be our Thursday night episode, the one that will drop. You're probably getting this one Friday. Um, the Friday, uh, Let's call it the Friday episode, I guess. So the Friday episode is going to start be- being an interview with an entrepreneur. And what I'll be doing is basically using my NLP background of what we call modeling, which is, you know, you, you, you hear someone's story, but you can extract and learn from it the different driving forces that drove them to succeed and create the life that they did or the business they did. And we're gonna, I'm going to help to uncover some of their positive, empowering beliefs, attitudes, values, strategies, um, and just really just kind of break down, you know, the story of, of how people became who they are. And that's what this, this podcast is going to be moving more into. 
as I think about the purpose-driven entrepreneur, it's about it's it's not so much. I mean, it is partially living with with a purpose, but it's also understanding what are the purposes that drive us to do what we do. So the Friday episode is going to be about interviewing. I'm going to bring on some great people. I'm going to start with a bunch of different friends of mine, um, partners, people I've worked with before, uh, people I've known for years that are uh, entrepreneurs, maybe in the same space I am or do different things. But we're going to bring them on specifically. It's all about uncovering their story. What's their origin story and what's been driving them that maybe you wouldn't get if you just heard them on stage, right? If they, you saw them speak at a seminar uh, or you heard a regular you know, interview on the radio with them, you probably wouldn't get all that. But what I want to do is dive into the, the origin story and really dive into the driving forces that have formed and shaped who they are. So th- does that sound cool, Jeremy? Definitely. I think that was a good way to put that too. Yeah. So that's what Friday will look like. And then Monday will be continue to be bonus episodes. And those are going to be where I'll teach on a nugget. So it'll be something like this will land on the Monday um, and, and it might end up being Tuesday, you know, it'll probably be Tuesday. Um, and we'll, we'll be working on that. So for the time being, for the next at least month or so, we're going to keep doing two episodes a week. Monday is going to be the Facebook Live. Um, I'm not on Facebook every single Monday because I've done a bunch in the past. So some Monday podcast episodes are a previous recording. Some of them are that very previous Monday that dropped Monday at midnight. So it depends on if I'm traveling or on a plane uh, or if I'm around uh, for that particular Monday. So that's what you got. Um, Obviously, you've already subscribed. I'm sure you know that it's free to do. You can get these downloaded to the device of your choosing. You can go to Google Play, to iTunes, and get on Stitcher. Ooh, we're on Spotify, Spotify now, right? That's pretty cool. So we just got approved uh, on Spotify. So you can – I don't even use Spotify, but if you're a Spotify person, go on there and go search for Matt Browning, and you'll find this podcast for your listening pleasure. So thanks for thanks for all that. Um, if you haven't already, if you would, please – please, one last time, rate and review, especially on iTunes. It helps so much. Um, You can follow us on Podbean where it's hosted if you want that. Oh, we're also coming out with a new website for the podcast. That's coming soon in the next couple of weeks. So I'll announce when that's there. And on the website, you can get like a live feed from the hosting. You can, uh, there'll be buttons to, to subscribe or to download from any different platform you want um, and things like that. So that'll be coming up soon too. Uh, I think that's it. Anything else, Jeremy? Sounds it. All right. Awesome. Have an awesome weekend. Enjoy your life. And remember, own your time. See ya.